Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm getting through it. I'm just trying to tell myself, you're almost there. You're almost at the finish line. My self-sabotage says they're going to, like, disqualify me somehow because that's in my opinion. Is that the finish line, then? Because what is the finish line? Well, once I start teaching, things will hopefully get better. That's the idea. I've had to give up my health insurance. I've had to. The DoorDash is garbage. So... Mm I have no health insurance anymore. Again, I've already given up my. Uh, I didn't uh, realize you ever therapy, had. Which helped a lot. Therapy mm-hmm. helped a lot. So, I've had to give that up because of finances and. <sighs> yeah, so I'm just trying to hang in there till I can afford it again. So. Yeah, but Hopefully you have all soon. these finish lines. Yeah. And does yeah. that make it easier or harder when you create all these finish lines? That it makes it easier. Until the finish line doesn't, ha- until I fail the finish line. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, exactly. So, and I like, see you go through these mood swings when the finish yeah. lines don't happen. Yeah. No. It, and, they do- and they don't yeah. have expiration dates. I, yeah, I know. I just, I try to be goal oriented. So I'm like, you know, a lot of times me getting gigs was just a reason to live. If mm-hmm. that sounds weird, but it's like, no, I'm obligated to this thing. So if I'm obligated to a thing, it helps me be like, nope, you can't, you can't do it till then. It's almost like the George Carlin bit where he's like, no, nah, I got to take Timmy to the circus on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I get it. But you, also, I have. <laughs> you say that, but like if the goal is health insurance and then yeah. you don't reach it by the 30th, you can just make it next month's goal. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why therapy you- helps because you have a therapist going. Yeah, well, you could just do it then. And I go, oh, yeah. Like, it, it's your brain, dude. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's a hard thing to explain to people. Like, I know, you know I know it is. It, it's, uh, I, I try to, my mom, it's useless to explain it to her. She just, she just goes, well, just don't think about it. I'm like, that's not how my brain works. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, the problem not- with your parents talking to you is you spent your whole life learning how to shake that off. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think when it's a therapist, it's somebody who doesn't know you that well, right? And right. so you're like, ah, they see that already. Yeah. No, I learned that from. Uh, ironically enough, I don't care for him that much anymore. But Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. who his dad was a therapist, and when he was like eighteen or nineteen and out of the house and couldn't afford therapy, the one thing his dad did was like, "You need this." I was not a good dad. <laughs> That's great. Was like, I will pay for this because, and what you're getting with therapy is you're getting that outside perspective because everyone else, like even, even you, we're, we're really good friends. We love each other. So mm-hmm. we have a vested interest in the other person's outcome and we want what's best for them, but yeah. excuse things versus a person from the outside going, well, why don't you just do this? Which might be opposite of what the people who love you tell you. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, I get that because you're always like, well, you have a bias. You have a horse yeah. in the race. Absolutely. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. That's the thing is you have you want the best. Although the therapist you. also not to undercut your therapist. You're under if you're if you killed yourself, your therapist would be like, that's forty dollars a week gone. Exactly. 
Oh man, I have a car payment coming up. Don't kill yourself yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to keep you around for at least three more months until I get my health insurance as a therapist. Exactly. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Like that's a yeah. No, they do. Uh, but it's someone who doesn't intimately know you who can get be mm-hmm. like, well, it sounds like you want this. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even realize, like, oh yeah, that is what I want. Mm-hmm. For me, part of that is stability, and I know it's it's probably why I've not been as good at comedy as a lot of people where I took a lot of time off. Cause to me it's, I'm trying to prove something about myself, I guess. Like I'm an adult and I'm failing horrifically at it, but all I want is like, I want to pay my own bills. I want to be able to, Oh, I, I have a flat tire. I don't want to go daddy. Can you help me pay for the tire? I'll pay you back. You know, <laughs> I mm-hmm. want to pay for the problem and like a regular fucking functional adult. I am allowed to swear, right? Yeah. Okay, I was I probably swore five Why? times before I said that. Yeah, you, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. Okay, no, fair we're going to talk about um, suicide for a half hour, and please keep it kid friendly. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the suicide this is for boys and girls is yeah. when your brain goes. Uh, today's night, brought to you night, by the way. By the time to go night so. night. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, so. It's a weird thing to be, mm-hmm. especially be open about being suicidal depression. That happened after a freak out I had. No, totally. And, and like you kind of opened yeah. the door on it and then people reacted to the open door. Yeah. And it's been, it's Have actually people ever gone better. back to regular reacting or do you still feel like they're constantly like on edge? They're like, if I say the wrong thing right now, he's gone tomorrow. Depends on the person and mm-hmm. people get really um, uncomfortable when you talk about it. Like when you're, because now I'll just be like, well, as a suicidally depressed person, I shouldn't own a gun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not anti gun, not to get political, but like, yeah, there's certain people who shouldn't own guns because I was at my parents' house not a week and a half ago, super depressed. Shit's going bad with some mm-hmm. personal stuff. And I know where the guns are in my parents' house, I thought, and I go looking for them. Not for, because I also, again, I have an obligation. So I'm going to fly to Alaska. And I'm going to fly back. But after I get back, if I have the gun already, <laughs> you see what I mean? And like, and I had to call the suicide hotline. They're very helpful. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. out there thinking about it, please call them first. Um, they're very helpful. But like, and, and then, but it takes now because I'm used to it and open about it. Like, I'm like, I need to call them right now. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody. And, uh, and over the, and it was great over the break my, i was fishing with my brother and we were talking about it and i was like yeah i had to call it and he's like dude call me just cause. and he's the one who talked me out of suicide yeah. during my episode he's like mm-hmm. that's how i moved to washington i had a suicidal episode my brother's like just get on a plane and i'm like i have nothing on me he's like we'll deal with that later just get to the airport i got to the yeah. airport and flew to washington and spent the next three years there <laughs> trying to yeah. get myself together yeah, it's, and isn't uh, it amazing how much you didn't die? I know, man. Because <laughs> you're, you're afraid somehow. to get on the plane. You're like, how am I going to do that? And you're like, no. It's weird how many times your body can skid on the bottom and still make it through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, and it takes that reason. And it and that's it comes back to my disappointment. thing. I don't want to disappoint my brother. Now he knows. And it's like, okay, I'm going to I'll try to do this one thing. And if this doesn't work in the back of my mind, yeah, always, if bad. this doesn't work, I'm going to still off myself. But yeah, it gave well, me <laughs> uh, it gave me an out and a hope because I was for sure really. But bad. also 
Yeah, but I think it's important to tell people that when you are having these, because like you're like you're saying, yeah. people react and they get scared. And people are afraid to even say anything, so now they're even in their own pit of despair. Yeah, and like that doesn't help anybody. I think it's really kind right. of funny and fun to call you my most suicidal friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've of all the things I've failed, that's the thing I've failed the most so far. <laughs> yeah, most failed attempts. <laughs> I technically have three. So the first one, I was in my bedroom. Wait, is like, there paperwork on all three of them? No, there's only paperwork okay. on one. Um, the okay. other two, one of them is really embarrassing how I failed. Um, the first one, I was 16 in my room with a knife being all emo and shit before there was emo. I'm listening to Dave Matthews band and just it clicked with me somehow. I was like, like I'm in the suburbs. This is the dumbest, most like who? This is pathetic. Like for like, some you, reason, I clicked in my head. Tried to kill like, yourself for being a Dave Matthews fan. No, Dave Matthews saved my life in a way. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, right, like, sorry, sorry. That was the. Opposite. I'm listening. I'm like, I it all put it put in perspective. I'm like, I'm at that point. I'm not in poverty. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. My parents are finally in a okay fine. I'm just. I was always a weird kid. I just always was. So like, I didn't. I've always been a little bit of a recluse, you know, that like it's yeah. hard to get me out to do things. Um, it's been the biggest part. Like I've had depressive episodes where I didn't go on stage for a month or two and I'll book myself work. I mean, a regular job to make sure I can't do open well, mics. I'm too busy. I also but... think that's okay. Comics oh, act enough. like that's yeah, yeah. not okay. They're like, no, no, no. And you're like, no, take care of yourself first. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, open mics have saved nobody. I've watched. I've watched it <laughs> save nobody the whole time. Yeah, there's definitely it definitely has a body count open mics, if any. Yeah. <laughs> Both kinds. But, uh, yeah. So the second time I was 22. Uh this girl, I yeah, you know, we dated on and off for years. I love her a lot, huh? It was about a girl. Yeah, and we would we were hooking up or what, and then she was just like, I don't want I don't want to date. Mm-hmm. And it really hit me hard. And I was I was in a very bad place financially. Like I was living right behind you in LV at this cheap and barely affording it. And I'm like, all right, time. It's time to go. Um, so I went to CVS. And at the time, they had homeopathic pills. And I didn't know homeopathy was bullshit at the time. <laughs> this is like mm-hmm. 2005 or six. It's right before I moved out. But uh mm-hmm. So I grabbed the, and if you don't know what homeopathy is, um, it's basically they think like you put one part per billion parts and it's going to change you or whatever. I bought the sleeping pills and then took every one of them and drank my gin and tonics and then just woke up hung over the next morning. And I'm like, God wants me alive, not knowing homeopathy is just bullshit. I, it's funny because like a couple of years. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny because two years later. Uh, the amazing James Randi, who was a huge skeptic and he did talks. Mm-hmm. He starts this thing. He picks up. It, I don't think it was the same brand, but it had the same like yellow and blue packaging. And he goes, these are homeopath- uh, homeopathic pills. Um, and he takes every one of them and then does the entire speech about homeopathy, basically saying how it's bullshit. I'm like, oh, I was just too stupid to kill myself. Like yeah. that's. How- <laughs> mm-hmm, so exactly. homeopathy, yeah. though, does save lives sometimes. That's the message I want out there is sometimes it does save a life. Um, <laughs> when they're yeah, I mean, the placebos have an effect. <laughs> that time it didn't. I guess my brain was like, oh, I guess we're going to keep living. 
Well, no, it can't kill you, but it can also, but just putting that positive energy out there will make your body give more of a will to live. A little, yeah, it can help. People definitely, when they want to slip away or when they want to get better, it does help. It's not the end all be all. No, you're right. You're, yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. But both things like will help lead them in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so what's the third one? The big one. The third one, when I moved to Washington, I came home. I had gone bust in LA, so felt like mm-hmm. a failure there. I start doing Uber here. Uber was brand new. Nobody was really using it. So I'm making like, I'm staying out. I'm even doing overnight to try and get like the nightclub crowd and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just hadn't picked up. Almost everybody who I took was from LA who used Uber. So I'm making like, I'm staying out for eight to 10 hours, making like 50 bucks, living nice. at my parents, feeling like a just absolute loser. Mm-hmm. Um, I get home one day at 5 a.m., my mom has a habit of changing things in the house without telling anybody. So mm-hmm. um, she comes up to my room, wakes me up at like, I'm, I've got an hour and a half of sleep. I'm broke. And she starts screaming at me about the laundry. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, get the fuck out of my house. You're kicked out. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm just done. When it, and then I announced it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I ran to my car. Uh, my dad tried to block the car. I got around him. But at that point, they called the police because I just announced I'm going to kill myself. So mm-hmm. I get put on a list. I go to Dick's Sporting Goods as fast as I can. Can't get a gun. Um, so my plan became. Wait. So when you go to Dick's yeah. and you're like, I want a gun. They like type in your name. And be like, no. No, I filled out the paperwork. Yeah. And it got uh, flagged. So. OK. Um, they're like, sorry, we can't. And I, I might have been flagged before for the same thing. I don't 100 yeah. percent know. Um, because I've def I had definitely uh, triggered that, but the police get when the police do it, they they put you in the system as he can't get a gun, so I can't go to a gun range. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I go buy a knife. I buy. You can't um, go to a gun range. Like I'll just do it here. I'll just rent. You one. can't though because you'll get red flagged. They'll rent at that point. The police come and they'll hold you for 72 hours. Uh, I've done the research. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um. So um. I go to, um, I'm like, all right, I'll just go out in the desert and like slip my wrist and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. And I turn off my phone. I get to, um, what's the place called? It's the big, uh, Bass Pro Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. The sharpest knife I can and a sharpener. Make it seem like I'm, I just need those. Uh, they're not going to red flag that, nor do they look you up for knives. So I know that I stop at um, Smith's to get um, a blood thinner, uh, ibuprofen to mm-hmm. in the blood and then i don't know how to get to the place i want to go to so i turn on my phone and it's just lit up for my brother and he won't stop calling and i finally answer the phone and i'm crying and i'm like i'm just it's over and he's like no just get to the airport um and so i eventually he convinces me i get to the airport i just leave the car i have shorts and a t-shirt i have no money so i have nothing else with me um and then the metro police show up because they have to make sure i'm okay before i leave and uh yeah so that's they were like okay let's get on the plane and i got on the plane and ended up in washington wait so when you where did you leave the car just in the parking lot my parents got it later oh okay yeah yeah did you ever see that knife again or did your dad throw it away no i kept the knife uh well i didn't have it on me in the airport it was in the car of course you had to leave it in washington so when you came back to your car eventually years later uh yeah my uh like six months later we drove down and my parents let me bring the car up because i needed a car to work mm-hmm. but that was like a month and a half oh uh, actually that was like yeah a month and a half later 
mm-hmm. it was still in the back with all the other things. I got alcohol. Oh, I had alcohol too. That was like one of the last things because I'm gonna go out drunk if I'm gonna do you know slip my wrist, so- <laughs> which is dumb. I'm not saying it's not dumb, but yeah, that that was my. Well, it also thins your blood, so it like makes yeah. it easier to bleed out. So, but also when you get drunk, don't you just get sadder? Yeah, but it numbs me to a certain extent too. Yeah, which it's, is also it's sad. You're self-medicating for sure. In this yeah. Case. yeah, yeah, that's why I don't like you drinking. I know. I'm sorry. That's um, all right. I mean, it's, it's, not, health it's, not, it's not a guilt thing. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I feel like that doesn't count as health insurance. You're not buying a bottle of health insurance. <laughs> no, but like I have problems sleeping. Uh, that's one of the reasons I self-medicate. I'm much better have than I tried was. homeopathic pills. <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> I want my money back. In fact, I wish I could find the company. <laughs> Your product doesn't work. I'm still alive. Guys, we're brought to you by homeopathic pills. They work. You did? Uh, promo code uh, suicide oh. attempts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the three times. It's not that I haven't had thoughts since or in between those times either. It was just, of those course. No, no, no. Those are the big attempts. But it's not yeah. like the attempts. The attempts are in between a lot of thoughts. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, no. You're, because, you're I mean, you, so you have the three big attempts. Yeah. But can you even attempt to count the amount of times you just think about it casually? <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> <Not even> close. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes, okay. it, like, uh, it's funny. You know, one time I got put, I actually got taken to a hospital in handcuffs because I crashed a car. And my brother, so. I remember the driving- car crash. You remember? Yeah, the bad one yeah. where my priest mm-hmm. got completely totaled. Um, but I was freaking out because I'm like, I can't pay for it. That's where my brain goes. Boom. I wasn't suicidal, by the way. I wasn't at that point. I was doing OK, but I knew like my life as I know it is over right now by this car being gone and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm freaking out. I'm on the phone with my brother and he's like, don't worry, just give me to the cop. And he. At, he didn't know he, what he was doing, but he was like, hey, my brother does have like suicidal depression. So just be and that was a trigger for the cop. Like, oh, to the cop's credit. It's not his fault. <laughs> but like so he has me sit in the back of the car and, ev- and eventually he lets me out after like everyone else leaves and does their mm-hmm. statement. He's like, now, listen, um, your brother told me you have suicidal depression. So I'm going to take this as a suicidal episode. So I'm going to have to put you in handcuffs and which does not help your suicidal thoughts at all in any way, shape or mm-hmm. form. <laughs> that doesn't help. That wasn't the, like, the turning point where you go, this is going to get better. <laughs> I was like, what? I was just like, what the, well, first of all, as you can tell, like with the, Oh, I got ibuprofen and, and alcohol to thin my, like we do mm-hmm. the research and the worst way to kill yourself is with a car, unless you're like going off a cliff. It's the absolute worst way to kill yourself. So, but also, weren't you kind living because it's not even a top five? I'm like, but you were living really? just a couple hours away from Grand Canyon in Washington. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was thinking this was in Vegas. No, no, no it was Washington. So, I'm on the free, there's no cliffs, and I'm on I'm the inside. Lady. Although, there are a lot of bridges, happened. no, it's a lot okay. of bridges. <laughs> there are a lot of bridges, but I wasn't on the top of them trying to, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, was, I shouldn't tell you all this. <laughs> oh no, I've done the research. That's why it was I insulting. I'm I like, also know that yeah, there's I not know a bridge if I was gonna gone over where you're not like, well, this is enough. <laughs> that's the dude. I mean, like that it'll come in my brain. All of a sudden I'll be driving, I'll be like, if I just took a right, I know I'd probably, you know, like if you're on like a highway with no 
over, you know, like you could just go over. Yeah. Like that thought comes and I have to be like, no, no, no whoa, whoa, settle down. <laughs> but then, yeah, he took me in handcuffs. He took me to the hospital. So I'm in handcuffs at the hospital and, you know, people are looking at me like, what the fuck did this guy do? And like, like, what's better to let them imagine I did some crime or be like, no, don't worry. I'm just suicidal sometimes. Say, hi, guys. What's up? Like, yeah. Then the nurse takes me back. They put me in rope. They uh, and she's like, are you are you feeling suicidal right now? And I'm just like, no, total lie. At that point, I'm like, yeah, this is you. You guys just triggered everything. But you have mm-hmm. to lie. You have to lie. If you don't lie, you don't get out. And I had to get back That's to true. my dogs. So I was definitely not going to commit suicide because my brother was out of town and I had to watch his dog and my dog. Mm-hmm. So I was coming back from a gig in Seattle. I don't know what happened. To this day, don't know what happened with my car that it just went left into the median and flipped, flipped out. So, but yeah. So it wasn't even on purpose? No, no, not on purpose I'm at all. editing this out of the episode. <laughs> just wait. You're gonna edit to me going, yes, yes, it was. Like right yeah, exactly. pull that out. Yeah, if you, wait, give it a second. <laughs> it wasn't even on purpose. Yes. There we go. We, we can edit that now. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's an odd thing to deal with. People have I used to do a whole bit about my suicide attempts mm-hmm. and stuff, and always would upset people who were who had lost someone to suicide. Yeah, and, and I've I, lost several people to suicide, and I don't know. Like, it's sad. I'm I get very sad about death, but for some reason, I don't know. Like, there is a weird, also like, relief in it. Yeah. So, like, when I think yeah. about killing myself, which isn't often, if everybody wants to go ahead and text me now, you don't need to. Um, <laughs> Is that you go? It's kind of almost the same fantasy as winning the lottery. Oh, you know? for you? <laughs> yeah, it's just a giant release. All the tension of life is gone. It's like you're Hitlering yourself. You have a final solution to make everything go away. That's the way I think of it. Is like, oh, I know how to make all the problems go away. Yeah, it's like pressing select in Nintendo, except you also die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, but like the thing about the gigs too, like I knew how to shut them down. I'm like, oh, I get it. You lost someone to suicide. Maybe you would have fucking listened to them and they would be upset afterwards. And I'd be like, I think the thing comes There's a back with, and forth oh, with that. I don't believe yeah. some people you, you can't, there's nothing. They're gone. They decided. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You're not wrong. And the scary thing with suicide, like afterward, I would talk to them. They tell me their story. I'd be like, listen, it's, I think a lot of times they thought I was just making suicide jokes to make suicide Mm -hmm. jokes. So they were upset. And then I was like, well, that actually happened to me. So, and they'd be like, Oh, I didn't, I just thought you were making jokes. I'm like, no, this really happened. No, it's my struggle. Yeah. 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 I'm actually telling you what happened because most people don't get to hear. And then these are my suicide jokes for suicidal people. Yeah. And the suicidal people would come to me after being like real quiet. They'd be like, me too, man. I, I get you. Yeah, like, for sure. No, I, I get it. That's not. Yeah. And it's not and, a confusing giant leap. Yeah, I know. 100%. And, and that's even what like, I keep doing it for a while is I would, it was, I was like, this is obviously people need to hear this at least mm-hmm. at some level. Not that I'm. Well, I think the big thing that but, I try to tell people when they talk to me about suicide is they always go, but oh, but that person was successful or something. You know, like they have some right. reason that 
that person shouldn't have committed suicide. And you're like, well, clearly whatever that is, isn't a reason enough. I mean, go down a list of people who are Robin Williams, Richard Jenny. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams is the exact one I was thinking of is the amount of conversations like, but it was so successful. You know, you're like, yeah, clearly that wasn't the saver. That's not the lifesaver. Yeah. Or like not. I had a comment, money. I had money a is not. He goes, why are you happy? You're not even yeah. you haven't made it yet. You know, like and I was like, yeah. I'm not going to be miserable till I make it. You're happy. People are happy on the way up, yeah. too. Right. And sad people are sad on the way up and at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. If you don't fix and like that's where therapy helps. It helps give a little more. I was if, the, if it fix, having that person yeah. just be if like Oscar fixed the chemical imbalance that they would. That's how you'd win the Oscar. It would just hand out Oscars to the suicidal yeah, exactly. people all the time. A hundred percent. He killed himself last May. Give it up for Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, sorry, Daniel. <laughs> I'm saying, no, no, I'm just saying like, oh, that person's real down and out. Guys, can you go run over there and give him a best picture or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it only goes to people like you get weird. Yeah, like, they're on the verge. That suck, and then you're like, the best actor goes to. He needs this. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie <Exactly> Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God we saved Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for those out there who struggle, use the suicide. Talk to people. It's hard, I know, but. Uh, I there was a guy who put a Facebook like I'm gonna kill myself thing, and I the first thing I do is jump into his DMs. I don't know the guy very well. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, I've been there before. I know what you're going through, and he, I know it's something family with him. He feels like he fucked up everything, and it's never gonna be better. And I'm like, dude, just just call the suicide. Like, eventually, I found out he's okay. Like, he talked himself yeah. out of it. But when you're by yourself, you don't want to reach out either. That's the hard thing. Also, if you're at rock bottom, it doesn't get worse. Right. Uh, the hard thing with that is you think you're at rock bottom and then later on, oh, then no, you no, find no, the new this rock is bottom. rock bottom. And then you're like, where the fuck is rock bottom? This keeps going that way. Yeah, no, there's some of that too. But at the same time, in between those rock bottoms, there is some up. There is, absolutely. Um, you can't go up without down. You can't go down without up. Yeah, it's a roller coaster ride, right? I mean, yeah. And when you look at everybody, you, you look at people and they only tell you, I mean, I think social media isn't as big a reason, but like people, if you can realize, yeah, what you're seeing on social media is just people showing the best parts of their life. Mm -hmm. Like how many people do you know, you thought they were the most happy married couple with a family ever and mm -hmm. then yeah, they all of a sudden announce a divorce. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, social media is what they project. It's not what they are. Right. And I think people have a hard time with that, though, where they realize, I mean, I see it all the time with DoorDash. There's DoorDashers who flat out lie about how much they make because they don't want people to know they're not doing well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and if you kind of I don't call them out like I don't want to. But like sometimes like, hey, how are you making that much money? And then if you look at it, it's like, oh, you're not making that much money. Yeah, no. But they don't want people to think they're sucking and it's not their fault. It's like they're it's out of their control. But um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us just need a little more empathy and a little more openness, I think. That helps a lot. Like, I, it's nice to know if I'm feeling really bad, I can call my brother. Mm -hmm. And my brother's so, dealt with, my brother's in the army. He's lost soldiers to suicide. Um, so as a suicidal person in America, yeah, is that why you got into teaching? You're like, well, this is where the shootings are at. <laughs> exactly. It'll be me running at the gunner. Me first, me first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hero. I'm a hero. Or 
or I get what I want anyway. It's, it's a win-win, really. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like if someone held me at gunpoint, I'm like, "What are you gonna do? Make all my dreams come true?" Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a little more fearless. That's what, that's the whole point of the Punisher's mentality. He that lost his true. wife and kid, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, what if I die? I'm with them. That's perfect." Yeah, this is a um, win-win situation. <laughs> it is. So the reason I even invited you on, because I wanted to ask you this question. I don't know the answer, and okay. I wanted it on recording. When yeah. somebody does commit suicide, and you yeah. know them, and you're still alive, of course, are you jealous? Uh, I wouldn't say jealous. What emotions I, do you go through as a person with heavy suicidal thoughts? It's so if <laughs> it's a lot of times they're doing better than me, and it's more of a what. So, can we bring up him, uh, the guy who recently committed suicide? Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead. Jack Knight. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know him very well, but he was always super nice to me, either at Mike's or I would do the sound of the Yoohoo Room. And like one of the things about him, he would come up to me after every show and thank me for doing a good job. Didn't have to do that. He just wanted you to know. You did. Like, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. a positive guy. And then to see his success with being on Big Mouth, he had that Netflix thing. Um, show on Peacock. He, Show on Peacock, the thing with Sam J. He had all these writer jobs. He was getting the gigs. He was, and not to mention, though, he wasn't like a bitter guy. He was a super mm-hmm. sweet, nice guy. And when it, it scares me when someone like him kills himself, because it goes back to Robin Williams. Like, if he couldn't, well, yeah, because what are the chances I don't? All these finish lines and all these finish lines, and you go, well, these finish lines aren't the solution. No, exactly. No, you're 100% right. And Which is why I was asking. I was like, what, what are your thoughts on that? On, it scares on me more than anything. Go. It yeah. makes me think, like, there's no chance I don't get out of this without killing myself. Mm. That's where I go. So um, that's the finish line, is dying a natural death. Kind of, yeah. If I could make it to the finish line with something other than killing myself, um, that would be preferable. I don't want to be sad. I have nieces. I have nieces and nephews. Like, I don't want that to be the thing. Yeah. No, I I mean, uncle Mike killed himself. Like I already got a call from my sister about one of my nephews where she was like, um, so he's showing signs of anxiety and stuff. When did that start with you? And I was like, Oh, interesting. Around. I was like, probably around 10 to 12. And, and she's like, okay, he's 10. So what do I need to do? And I was like, get off his back stop don't yell at him for you know i it's weird Mm -hmm. because like different you know me i'm an anxious mess like i'm always apologizing and stuff like that that started from my mom yelling at me telling me i'm not doing good enough and i'm failing and you have so much potential but you're you know that kind of stuff and i know my mom means well by it and her mom was more than hers so she's better than her mom was well every generation is getting a little more empathetic towards all this right absolutely and And this generation yeah a hundredfold more than the one before because they we didn't have time to understand it we were so worried about factors absolutely yeah yeah no (laughs) (laughs) and that you know and that's the and so yeah she came that i think a big step is going forward and being like hey i'm seeing this with him what should i do about this and it's like well get him some counseling and just lay off of him don't don't make him feel like pressured all the time like that that's what builds in you i mean that's the thing that i hate about stand-up is i love getting it out of the way when i go yeah. to a mic 
I sign up first, not as like some kind of like benevolent thing. I get more nervous as the show goes that I'm going to fail. And you know, what's funny is now I fail and it's fine, but I still get that anxious feeling and stuff. I stopped caring up a couple years ago, but that only happened a couple years ago. I've never gotten rid of that. Never. I'm as nervous before every show. If you were to tell me that I was going to get rid of that, I would never believed it. And then just kind of happened. So what was the trick? Tell me the trick. <laughs> I realized that I was self-sabotaging my own shows by doing it. Oh, that's good. Oh, good point. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, no, it was a, it's a self-fulfilled prophecy. It's like you're getting anxious, and so they're feeling the anxiousness, so they can't calm down with you. Yeah. Oh, man. And you got to make them as calm as you want them to be. I somehow use it as fuel, and it works a little bit, but it's probably not a positive thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I started going up then and just trying to not care about any of it. Like, I'm not doing a set. I'm just doing a thing. My whole goal is just to be loose and not. uh, I want to keep the conversation going, just a one way conversation, but I don't want any pressure on any words. There's no goal outside of that, just as loose as possible. And the sets got better. It's always weird that I like performing so much because I got, like, when I started doing, I started with music like you did. Yeah. Right. Played. I played guitar. Saxophone was the one thing I didn't feel that with. But I was I almost like when you were talking about your your nephew. I was like, get him into an art and let him know that this is a fuel that we use art to get rid of. You put that into the art. Yeah. And so it's expressed. And you don't have to keep it inside. Oh, that's not a bad idea. He, he likes like a, he's more of a STEM kid, but I could see that with building. He likes to build stuff and. Whatever it is. I mean, yeah, I, guess no, I you're be, right. It yeah. could be building. It could be Minecraft. It could be. There's so oh, many right, things. Right. You know, That's like. Good. I know. Um, I have a friend who it's like cars. Yeah. He gets obsessive about like engines and other, all the other stuff and mechanics. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you just find things. Right. And, that, and yeah, no, it definitely. But I would really appreciate it if his outlet was listening to Is This the Way? my star wars podcast you can rate review subscribe <laughs> like uh, star wars <laughs> well did then i have the podcast for him me and andy could use the listeners <laughs> That episode was supposed to be called My Suicidal Friend, and I wasn't going to say who it was because he was starting a new job, he didn't want it to interfere with things, he doesn't want it to be a thing that you find when you Google his name, and then he was like, ah, screw it, and his he showed his boss that he talks about suicide openly in his stand-up, and his boss was like, I think it's really brave and great, and I think it's awesome that people have an opportunity to listen to someone talk about it, and... It uh, does a lot more good than negative. And so it's Michael Tiemont, my buddy Michael Tiemont, which if you guys have listened to this show before, or my other podcast in the past, you recognize Michael Tiemont's voice instantly. Michael Tiemont has a super distinctive voice. I also knew I wasn't fooling anyone who knew who Michael Tiemont was. It was more about people not finding out um, from Google, if they Google him in two, three years, however that goes. But I also think it's super important. And I know that we made some jokes. And if anybody's offended, I'm really sorry. You know, like, there's going to be a trigger warning on the episode. But also, like, you know, that's the whole point. Is that 
Michael and I have a relationship where we can openly talk about these things and our fears and the worst and still joke about it and still have fun with it and still express everything that there is. You know, we, we express a lot of the dreary of the world. But we also express it still through humor. And I think that's fascinating. And I couldn't help myself but have this conversation with him. You know, like, as a guy in comedy, you just, you, you deal with so much of this. Especially in the last couple of months, I feel like I've dealt with this repeatedly. This last year seems to be higher than most years. And, and Michael and I talk about that, like, privately. And so I wanted to have this conversation publicly. So that way other people could hear this and know that they're not alone and going through this. And hopefully maybe they get a laugh or two, too, out of it. Who knows? But, you know, like, if you guys do feel this way, there's always someone to talk to. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know it also feels like, oh, no, they're calling a lot now. And there's a thing. And, like, so you don't want to put all that pressure. But there's somebody. There's somebody, you know, like, so, so I hope, I mean, I don't want to be like, I hope you don't go through this because that doesn't help anybody, you know, like, I hope you know when you do go through this, stranger in the future, that there are people to talk to, and if there absolutely is nobody, you know, maybe you got this episode that will get you through something, you know, maybe there's something you can get out of this and listen to this in a time of need, so hopefully, stranger in the future, going through tough times, things do get bad, things also get great, and you got to keep going forward and experience both, you know, like that's just the way it is, and I also know that tomorrow never feels like today, and today doesn't feel like yesterday, and even if some of those, those feelings do transfer from one day to the next, they don't stay there, you know, so guys, thank you very much for uh, for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Mm-hmm.